You're listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org. Now let's listen in. You guys know several weeks ago we started a series called what? Sit, walk, and stand. I'm not going to ask you which one y'all like the best. Is it the sitting, the walking, or the standing? (laughs) Hopefully it'll be all three of them. But um, just real quick in review, uh, again, we believe uh, the Apostle Paul uh, wrote the book uh, of Ephesians to the church at Ephesus. And it it seems to, as you study it and look at it, to break very clearly into like three separate parts or three three different ways. The first one is what we're titling sit. Actually, we're not titling that. We're copying a gentleman by the name of Watchman E, who was a Chinese guy a number of years ago, wrote a little book. If you don't have that book, or even if you do have it and you read it 40 years ago like I did, I encourage you, find it, get it online, get it out of your library, and reread it. It's, it's something you can read literally in just a couple of hours, but as I'm telling you, looking at it from my perspective now where I've grown and understand who God is, I have a total different look at this book than I did 40 years ago when I read it. And so I would encourage you to get it out and reread it. But anyway, he talks about how we were encouraged to sit. This is all the idea of just our position in Christ, who we are in Jesus. That's kind of through the first three chapters of the book. Then we're encouraged to walk, and that's the idea of just kind of living out. Uh, you know, there are some things... Believe it or not, we don't just sit. There are some things in the Scripture we've been told that we're supposed to do, right? We're kind of walking those things out. That's through the second, fourth, fifth, and most of our part of the sixth chapter. And then what's our attitude toward the enemy in chapter 6 at the very end of the book? And that's the whole idea of standing. So what I want to do this morning is let's look at Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to read the first four verses, and then we're going to kind of concentrate on verses 3 and four. This is part three of our 300-part series <laughs> on Ephesians. We hope to be through by 2025, somewhere in there. So um, I'm, I'm just kidding, guys. You, uh, we'll be through sooner than that, maybe 2024. Anyway, let's look at the first verse. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints in Ephesus, I'm happy to know several of you did remember and have started calling me St. Bob. Okay, so I appreciate that, and we'll, we'll continue to do that with each other. If you were here, you understand the reference. If you weren't here, you can actually get this. Listen to me. A couple of places. You can go online to vcfjacks.org. There's a place in there where it has messages, and if you missed it or you just want to hear it again, it's okay to listen twice, and uh, you can go there and punch the button and the message will come up, or you can download on your phone. Uh, we're just a podcast app, and you can actually get it, subscribe to it, and it'll come automatically to your phone. So I would just encourage you to, um, you know, it's okay to hear it more than once, you know, right? Don't get too excited. It's okay to hear it more than once, right? All right. Um, I, I, believe it or not, I actually go back and listen to myself. And I, sometimes I go, man, that's a good sermon, Bob. Way to go. And sometimes I go, I can't believe anybody even listens to you. Okay. So, um, I encourage you to listen to it. And if you don't like it, just listen to it again. Maybe it'll grow on you. Um, anyway, to the saints in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us 
and the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For He chose us in Him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. That was uh, the NIV. I want to read that to you in the message translation. It says this, verses, just verses 3 and 4. How blessed is God, and what a blessing He is. This is in the message. It says this, He is the Father of our Master, Lord Jesus, and takes us to the high places of blessing in Him. Long before He laid down the earth's foundation, He had us in mind. Don't you like that? Long before... Before this place was even here, before the earth was put in its place, before the foundations, God had us in mind. (laughs) I like that. And settled on us as the focus of His love to be made whole and holy by His love. There's a translation out called The Voice. It says it this way. It says, Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One, who grants us every spiritual blessing in these heavenly realms where we live in the Anointed, not because of anything we have done, but because of what He's done for us. God chose us to be in a relationship with Him even before He laid out plans for this world. He wanted us to live holy lives characterized by love, free from sin and blameless before Him. And that's just good stuff. You ought to be excited when you hear that. Let's try it again. I'm going to wake you all up at some point this morning. That ought to excite you when you read something like that in the Bible and you hear that, that God, God picked you. He had His eye on you. He focused on you long before He ever even put the planet here. I mean, that's just, that's just, that's it's good. Can't help myself. All right, let's go back. We're going, we're, going, we're going to break this down a little bit. Has blessed us. That's what it says in NIV. That Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us? All right, let me ask you a question. What tense is that in? He blessed us. How many English students we got here? You know, anybody go to Inglewood besides me? I even learned that in Inglewood. See, and proud of it. That's right. And uh, blessed is past tense. In other words, in other words, it already done. It's already happened. What does that imply? I mean, when he when you look at that and you go, God's already blessed us. I mean, that, that just says to us, listen, it's already happened. It's already been done. It's already it already it, he did it to us already. We and, and there's uh, what else is implied? I mean, when you think that God, before the foundations of the world, did this, we weren't even here. One of the things that says to me is this. If I wasn't here when He blessed me, I didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> Isn't that deep? In other words, I didn't do anything to earn it. I didn't, I didn't, God didn't just look down at him and, and, and see me and go, wow, Bob, what a, you're in, Incredible, man. You are really just doing it. And so, you know, I'm going to bless you because you've just been so incredible. <laughs> no. Wait, I mean, before, not only before, look at this, not only before I was here, <laughs> but before the planet was here. I mean, that, hello. That that ought to do that ought to 
that ought to do something in you. It ought to excite you. It ought to make you go, my God, I can't believe God loved me. He loved me way back then, before my mama even loved me. <laughs> so if we weren't here yet, we couldn't have earned it. And it's, it's kind of like, I love, I love the, the story in the Gospels where Jesus is, is he's, you know, he's, he's probably, everybody thinks probably in the neighborhood of 30 years old. He's just beginning to begin his public ministry. He comes to John the Baptist to get what? The name John the Baptist ought to tell you what he's coming to do. He's coming to get baptized, okay? As he's being baptized, what happens? He comes out of the water and what happens? A dove comes down on him like the Holy Spirit. And then what happens? Do What? God speaks, okay, out of heaven, and God says this to Jesus. Now, remember, this is before Jesus ever does anything in the sense of his public ministry. You with me? He hasn't, he hasn't healed anybody yet. He hasn't preached the Bible yet. All the Bible wasn't there yet. He, he, he hasn't talked about loving your neighbor yet. He hasn't cast out demons yet. He hasn't done any of those things yet. And then all of a sudden, this voice out of heaven comes and says what? This is my son in whom I am well pleased. To me, that's, to me, when I look at this and go, that's what that's what dad, that's what the father is saying to us before the planet was ever put here. He's saying, I'm pleased with you. I love you. You're the object of my love. And I'm pleased with you. Mm. I mean, talk, talk. <laughs> Talking about affirmation, God, you remember him? God is affirming us before we've ever even done anything. Now, think about that a second. If, if God has chosen me or you, and affirmed us and as the object of his love and says before the foundations of the world, I chose you. If God is saying that, think about that a second. Does it really matter what anybody else thinks? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I know, I, I know, that as parents, it, that we need to affirm our kids, okay? We need to, and you know, as a husband, it's good to do that with your wife and birth, back birth. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I'm, not, I'm not saying don't do that, but look at me. Even if that hadn't happened, even if you were raised in a home that your parents didn't do that for you, or maybe you're living in a home now where your husband's not real good at that or your wife's not real good at that, look at me. God did it. <laughs> God's done it. Our Father has done that for us. He's already picked us. He already chose us. He already chose us as the object of His love to pour out blessings on. 
Here's what that says to me. And again, I'm not taking away the responsibility that we have to do that with each other. Okay, we're supposed to do that with each other. And it's good to encourage one another. It's good to do those things. But if you happen to be in a relationship where that doesn't happen, you can still get it from somebody a whole lot higher than your husband. Or a whole lot higher than your wife. Or a whole lot higher than your friends or your school teacher. God, God can do that in our lives. And we can get it from Him. I'm going to tell you something. As important as it is for, for my wife to hear from me those words, or for me to hear from her those words, it's a whole lot more important for me to hear it from God. That He's that He chose me. <laughs> he chose you. Look at your neighbor and say, He chose you. Let's try that again. Look at your neighbor and say, God chose you. God chose you. God chose you, Lauren. He chose you. That, that ought to make me feel somewhat special. That God How many of you how many of you remember remember school days? I know for some of us that was a long time ago. Okay. But how many of you remember when you had these, what we call, we called them pickup teams, where you just kind of got together and you picked up a team. Typically it was even after school. It was like in the neighborhood. You, you were going to play basketball or football or whatever, baseball, kickball, and, and two captains were there, and they, they were choosing their team. Remember? I mean, I was okay athletically, but I wasn't a superstar. And I never was the first guy picked on a team. But, you know, what if I was the last guy? God, I wasn't the last guy with God. He chose me. He chose you. Let's go on. Who has blessed us, look what it says, blessed us in heavenly realms. Now let's think about this for a second. Scripture we just read says God blessed us, right, in heavenly realms. Now, my question is, when I read that, it's like, okay, where, where's that? Where are those heavenly realms? My first thought when I think of heavenly realms is probably like yours. Where do you think of? This is where you talk back to me. Where do you think of? Uh, up, <laughs> right? I mean, somewhere up there, somewhere in the stratosphere, is this place we call heaven that we believe is where heavens are at. Some people would argue that. But most people, when you think of the heavenlies, you think there. So if, 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 and that's true, okay, but that's not only true. Well, that didn't make sense. <laughs> In other words, the heavenlies are not only there, or the heavenly realms are not only there, but they're where? Here, look at me, here, you with me? And here, the heavenly realm. So he's blessed us. In heavenly realms, we're surrounded by the heavenly realms. In other words, all around us, folks, listen to me. Even though you can't necessarily, and I think sometimes you can, you don't necessarily see in the physical realm those heavenlies. It's still going on around us. Right now, in this place, in this room, I believe there are angels, and I believe there are demons that want to get in. We're not letting them in. Okay, they're on the outside. (laughs) You with me? So, in fact, as Hebrews says this about strangers, that we entertain angels unawares. In other words, sometimes an angel may have come into your life and you didn't even recognize it. 
<laughs> Isn't that crazy? So we're, we live in the heavenly realm. It's, it's around. Don't, don't, get, don't get stuck on just thinking, okay, cool, I'm blessed, but it's up there somewhere. You know what that says to me? And it's okay. Listen, that's true. We are blessed up there somewhere. But you know, what? if I, if I just concentrate on that, you know what that says to me? I'm thinking that one of these days I'm going to die, and I'm going to get to enjoy the benefits of everything Jesus did for me. I'm going to be in heaven with God forever. That's true, <laughs> but it ain't. It's not just that. Okay, we get more than that. We're not. We're not. You know what? You know when he turned, Jesus said, I came to give you life and give it abundantly. He talks about he came to give us eternal life. You know when eternal life started? When I got Christ in my life. Eternal life started. I'm I'm living eternally right now. So it says here he's blessed us in the heavenlies. And then I was talking about angels. Some of you may have remembered the story, but I, I can remember one time. This was, gosh, this was, I don't know, 30 plus years ago. Kathy and I at the time were real poor. And when I say poor, I mean poor. Okay? We, we had lost everything. We, yeah, we lost all of our, we lost our car. We lost our comb. We lost, we lost everything. We were just, we were broke. Okay. And I was working as a sales guy, and I had gone down to Stark area. And I was in, a, in our car. We had a little station wagon. And I was driving back, and I was following this semi in front of me. But there was a semi and a car and me. And I'm just cruising along. I'm broke. It's, it's during a point in time, if you remember my testimony, where I'm really not happy with God. Okay, I'm really upset. I spent about a year and a half there where I was just pissed off at God. I didn't like him. I, and that's a that's a leather long story, okay? But in my in my view, God wasn't living up to His end of the bargain. Any of you ever been there? Anyway, I'm cruising along, and we're clipping along this you know back road, 55 mile an hour road, and we're doing about 65, which that's under grace. In case you are wondering, you can do 65 and a 55. <laughs> anyway, we're cruising along, and this car right in front of me slows down to turn off. So I'm slowing down, and he turns off, and i got to hurry this story up, or we're going to be here forever. Anyway, I'm speeding back up to catch up to the semi with my plan. I'm just going to follow the semi on back into Orange Park, back into Jacksonville. Y'all recognize that road, right? Is it 21, I think? Yeah. Anyway, as I'm speeding up to catch up to the semi, a state trooper comes from the other way. And as soon as he passes me, he flips his lights on. And I go, are you kidding me? And along with a few other adjectives I thought of. And uh, as, <laughs> so I pull over. He pulls up to me. He says, you know why I'm pulling you over? I said, no, not really. Innocent. Yeah. And uh, he said, well, you were speeding, yada, yada, yada. Well, he winds up giving me a ticket. Okay. Now, it's bad enough to get a ticket when you have money to pay the ticket. It's worse to get a ticket when you have no money to pay the ticket. Okay? So I'm driving after getting this ticket, and I'm not happy. Okay? I'm, I'm just not happy. I'm not happy with God. I'm not happy with life. And I'm cruising along, and just as I get into Orange Park where it becomes four lane, all of a sudden I hear this noise. My car starts rattling. And I got a flat tire. 
So now I'm really not happy, okay? So I pull over, and it's kind of a center lane, and literally there's no traffic. I mean, it was early in the morning. This back before it was real crowded back then. Again, this was 100 years ago. And uh, I pull over, and I'm like, oh, really? You know, flat tire. So I'm, I'm just mumbling to myself. I'm just grumbling, you know, not happy. You with me? So I'm in the back getting my spare tire out. As I'm doing this, this, this black guy comes dry, riding up on his bicycle and stops and says, hey, you need some help. And I went, no, I got it. I got it. I don't need any help. And he said, well, I'll help you. And I'm like, I don't want any help. <laughs> and uh, then I'm thinking to myself, okay, if he helps me, I'm going to have to pull the last $5 in my pocket out to give to him for helping me because he kind of looks almost homeless. Okay, He's riding his bike, and he wants to help. And I'm thinking, oh, really? So he stops. He gets out. And he's helping me change the tire. The whole time he's helping me change this tire, he's talking to me. He's telling me, man, you ought to be thankful. I mean, you could have had a wreck when that tire blew out. I mean, you ought to really be thanking God. And he's going on and on about how thankful I ought to be. And I'm thinking, I am not thankful. <laughs> I won't ever be thankful. <laughs> and if you don't leave, <laughs> and uh, so he literally, I mean, he's got, and so we get the tire changed and we, and we put, I'm starting to put the stuff back in and he's helping me load it back in the back of my station wagon. And so we got it back in, and I'm reaching my pocket. Okay, I'm going to give him $5. You know, I'm not happy about that because it's my last $5. And uh, I turn around and give this guy my $5, and he's gone. When I say gone, I mean him and the bicycle are gone. I mean, literally within seconds. And I can see for hundreds of yards, 360 degrees, all the way around me. Okay, this dude is gone. My belief was that was an angel. Now, it still didn't make me real happy. <laughs> and it was a number of years before I did. But the point is this. In this world, we still live in the heavenlies. And God has blessed us in heavenly places. So the blessing doesn't wait till we get there. It's here now. You with me? So he's blessed us in heavenly places. Now look what it says. Here, here's the cool thing. With what? What's he blessed us with? How many of them? Okay, here's the test. Y'all passed this test many times. What do you think every means? Every. <laughs> every spiritual blessing. What's he saying? Think about it. God has already blessed us in heavenly realms all around us, in here, up there, has already done it, blessed us with some spiritual blessings, with every spiritual blessing. Now, see, I spent much of my life as a Christian thinking, I got a few of them, but I got to work for the rest of them. Any of y'all there? I mean, that's where I was at the first probably 30 years of my Christian life. I, I got some, but I, to get the rest of them, you got to earn it. You got to be good. You got to do this. You got to go to church every week. Back then, you had to see, hey, you guys have got it made. <laughs> Literally. I mean, back when I got saved, if you were spiritual, you had to go six times a week. Right? 
Literally, Sunday school, church, Sunday morning, training union Sunday night, church Sunday night, visitation on Tuesday night, Wednesday night prayer meeting, Thursday night choir practice, and anything else that happened to show up. And if you were really spiritual, you went to all them. Now, to be spiritual in the vineyard, you just got to come twice, once on Sunday mornings and once during the week. It's a lot easier now than it used to be. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, y'all do know I'm joking, right? Well, to some degree, I'm joking. But he's, he, the point is this. It's already happened. Every spiritual blessing I've been blessed with already. In other words, I don't, I don't, have, to, I don't have to groan and grunt and strain and, and do something and beg and plead to get the spiritual blessing that I'm trying to get. Why? Because God's already given it to us. What we have to do is learn how to walk in it, to receive it, to walk in that blessing He's already given, to, to, to apply it to our lives. And you do that by faith. And you walk that out, and you, and you realize, hey, God's already given me the spiritual blessing. It's not something He's, he's not... See, here's what I used to think. I used to think God kind of like dangled these things out here for us and kind of tempted us with us and said, you know, if you're good enough and if you work hard enough and if you do this long enough, eventually you'll, you'll get there and you'll get this spiritual blessing I've saved for you. Is that what that says we just read? No, it says he already blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Amen? In other words, it's you, you heard me talk a little about in the past about about how we in our fight when we're fighting, and this is this is a key when we're fighting in the in, in in spiritual realms. Okay, we're fighting from a place of victory, not for victory. Remember that talk. Same thing applies with this. We have already received spiritual blessings, so we go after them from a place of already having them, not going after them of a place to try and get them. Does that make sense? So we've received them. So we, well, what, what do we got to do? We got to learn how to walk in them, how to, how to believe, how to have faith, how to, how to trust God that those things have already happened in our lives. Hmm. Whew, first four. Now see, I think this is, I, first four, let's read, let's read three and four again together so it makes sense. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with spiritual blessings in Christ. And we're going to get to that in a few minutes. But four, and look what verse four says. Whenever there's a for or a therefore in the scripture, that, that's tying what he's fixing to say back to what he already said. You with me? So when he says for, he chose us in him before the creation of the world. What he's saying is, this is, this is one of those spiritual blessings. You with me? He says, I've given them all to you. Paul saying this, God in past tense gave you every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. Well, how do we know that? For he chose, here's an example of one of those spiritual blessings. For he chose, what's it says? What's it says? <laughs> what's it say? For he chose us in him before the creation of the world. To me, that's, that's like, that's like, if, if you're going to label the, these heavenly blessings, if you're, or these spiritual blessings, if you're going to somehow categorize them, this probably ought to be the top one. He chose us. He chose us. You, me, he picked us. He said, you're on my team. I love that saying. I, I, Steve DeWitt says this all the time. He says, if God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. 
He chose us. He chose us in Him before the creation of this world to be holy and blameless. Now, talking about talking about love. I mean, God did that before He ever created this place. I mean, before before we were even thought about by our parents. Before we even were, He chose us and Jesus. Now, this see this may surprise you. Okay, listen to me. Jesus wasn't plan B. <laughs> Does that make sense? I mean, when you read the Bible, if you're not careful, you can start in Genesis and you can read how God made man, Adam and Eve. He put them in the garden. They were there. Life was wonderful. They sinned. They blew it. They messed up. And if you're not careful, you can summarize or you can think, and some people teach this, but you can almost summarize, well, God's original plan was, you with me? His plan A was he was going to create man and we were going to live forever in the Garden of Eden and we were going to be sinless and everything was going to be hunky-dory. That's a theological term, hunky-dory. Everything was going to be wonderful and great. And then we screwed up. And so God had to scramble around in heaven and saying, oh, no, you know, I, I created this and it's coming apart. Now what do I do? And he came up with plan B and plan B was Jesus. Wrong. Plan A was always Jesus. Before, before God, before the world was here, before He spoke this place in existence, before He put Adam and Eve on the planet, God had already chosen us in Him, in Jesus. That's plan A. <laughs> he chose us to be what? Now look what it says here. He chose us in Jesus to be holy and blameless. Now, how are we holy and blameless? Because of Jesus. Right? How, how many of you this past week in, your, in just your everyday life were holy and blameless in everything you did? And how you acted, Okay. In other words, you didn't mess up anything. You had 100% pure thoughts. You loved everybody you came across. You didn't say anything negative. You didn't speak down to anybody. And I could list could go on, okay? In our everyday action, I'm not talking about spiritually. I'm not talking about in our positional blessing that we're learning here. And I'm talking about how God even looks at us. But I'm talking about just in our everyday life, when you were riding down the road and some bozo cut you off, you had godly thoughts about that person, Okay. That's what I'm talking about. All right? The point is this, though. God chose us to be holy and blameless. We're holy and blameless because of this. Because Jesus, it says in Scripture, took our sin, nailed Him to the cross, and gave us His righteousness. So now we're not, here's the cool part, now we're not sinners, but we're righteous. You with me? Now, some, what's that mean? It means that sometimes we may sin, we may mess up, we may think something we shouldn't have thought, we may do something we shouldn't have, so we may occasionally sin, but that doesn't mean we're sinners because we're no longer sinners because Jesus took care of that. We're now righteous, we're now holy, we now have a new heart, we're a new creation in Christ. So now God can look at us because He chose us in Him. He can look at us and when He sees Bob, He sees me as holy and blameless. Is that good? 
Now look at me. See, this is so key. This is, get this down. He doesn't look at me and see me holy and blameless just because he's looking through Jesus and his blood has covered my sin. Okay, this is an important point. Okay, Jesus' blood didn't just cover my sin, it eradicated my sin. It took it, he took it away. The Bible says that he'll not remember it against us again. He separated it from as far, he separated my sin, Bob's sin. He separated that from me as far as the east is from the west. So now when dad looks at Bob, he sees holy and blameless and he sees Jesus in me. I'm telling you, that, that ought to get you happy. <laughs> I mean, when you, when you see, Boy, oh boy, oh boy. See, this, this, this almost sounds... Yeah. And it almost sounds sacrilegious to say what I'm getting ready to say. God, the Father, loves me and loves you as much as He loves His Son. Now, there's something that almost sounds sacrilegious about that. But you know what? It's the Jesus in me that's changed my life. He took care of my sin. He gave me, I have a new heart. I'm a new person. I'm, 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 I am the representation of Christ here on this planet. And the Father sees me holy and blameless according to this word. He did that way back then. And, here, and I love this. Look what it says. Holy and blameless where? In, in his sight. Hello? So God, in God's eyes, listen to me. In God's eyes, when he looks at me in his sight, what's he see? Holy and blameless Bob. Because I'm in Jesus. And Jesus is in me. That's good news. <laughs> that's that's good news. That's the see that that's that's the that's why it's called the good news. Is that deep? It's it's the good news. It's not the bad news. It's the good news. He sees us that way, holy and blameless. Everything. Everything in, and he sees us that way in Christ. Now, see, again, man, this is this is just crazy because everything that Jesus is, he is in me. Does that make sense? Jesus is righteous, so he's righteous in me. That makes me righteous. Jesus is the Son of God. He makes me the Son of God. God loves Jesus. He loves me. Jesus is in us. He's in our lives. He's, 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 <laughs> whoa, man, that's just good stuff. He chose us before, before the foundations of the world. He, he picked us, chose us, called us. He knew our name. God knew our name. He knew your name. And he picked you, not based on anything you did or I did. 
You know what our responsibility is? To receive by faith. In fact, as he says a little later in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, everybody ought to have that memorized. For it was by grace that you've been saved through faith. Why? That is not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You know where our boasting is? Our boasting is in Him. <laughs> our boasting's in Him. He, when we get that, when we grasp that, He's done everything. And anything that's good, anything that I do, is because He's in me, and I'm, he's, and I'm doing it. He's doing it in me, through me, using this body. He uses us to bless other people. He uses us to love on our neighbors. He uses us to be the body of Christ so that people see Jesus how today. They see him where? In us. Right? So I'm, I, by myself, I'm not the, here's a cool thing. By myself, I, I know this will be surprising to you, but, <laughs> but I'm not the full representation of Jesus. We are. You have different gifts than I have. God can use you in places. He, in fact, you're in places that I'm not <laughs> and will never be. And God wants to use us all, the body of Christ. So people, when they look at the church, they see Jesus. They see Jesus. Don't, it, isn't that the cry? See, that's, if, if there's a cry in my heart, that's the cry in my heart. Is that when people from the outside that don't know Jesus, when they look at the church of Jesus Christ, they see Jesus. Not a bunch of, of whatevers. <laughs> I'm not going there. They just, they see folks that love each other, folks that love them, folks that don't judge, that don't condemn. They see Jesus in us. We act like Him. We live like Him. We respond the way He responded. How do we do that? Because the Holy Spirit, we're going to read another, I'm getting into three sermons from now, okay? But the Holy Spirit, according to what we're going to read in a little while, lives in us. Jesus lives in us. When we walk that out in our lives, people see Him in us. That's the, that's, that's the fun part. We get, to, we get to be Jesus on this planet. Hello? You with me? We, we, we get read the Gospels and see what Jesus did, and we get to do that. Why? Because he lives in us. <laughs> he empowers us to do what he did. He wants us to walk that out. And I, I think the greatest is just to learn how to love the way he loved. I mean, can you imagine how powerful that would be? As, as the church, we just started loving like Jesus loved. What, just us. I mean, what if just this small segment of the church in Jacksonville. I mean, we're just a small segment of the body of Christ in Jacksonville. What if just what if just what if we just lived like Jesus lived and just loved the way he loved? You think it'd impact people? You think our neighbors would be impacted? I do. <laughs> Let's stand up, guys. 
Did we lose Josh? I guess I'm going to have to sing. <laughs> you know, as I was thinking about this, I, I think there's a couple of things the Lord wants to do this morning. And I, I'm not going to limit it to just those things, but I think there's a couple of things the Lord wants to do. One is there's this sense of, as we understand, as I was talking earlier, and as we begin to understand, you know, it's in His side. If God sees us that way, then we don't need to really worry about what everybody else sees us as. Does that make sense? So my self-esteem should come from whom? Jesus. From Him. You with me? So my self-esteem should come from Him. You've been listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, please visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org.